Welcome to the Marketing Growth Podcast. I'm your host, Shane Barker, and today I'm going to pick up the conversation back from where we left off last time with Bo Poxtafel, the CEO of Contentino. Let's get started. But I want to talk a little bit about the uh, client agency relationship, because I know you have a lot of, you know, because obviously a lot of the, the big brands that you guys have worked with and you guys have really learned how to really how to make it better for people to communicate when it comes to clients and agencies. Cause there's always not always a disconnect, but there, you know, it's like expectation and price and then what's really is going to be done and how things are going to be able to do that. So give us, can you give us some, like, give us a little Intel on like when it comes to like brands and agency side marketers, like when they're talking about establishing a stronger relationship, what are some of the key components to making this happen? I, I think there's just one and uh, that, that's trust. I mean, you need to trust each other uh, in creating things. So, but but I would I would maybe elaborate on that. What what is trust really means? Uh, uh, it, it consists from credibility and some kind of in, uh, some kind of transparency and reliability. So you really need to uh, be on board. Basically, uh, you need to have a common goal, and uh, and that creates uh, this trust. What what is what is destroying trust? I would say that there's one key element uh, and agencies and brands need to be careful about that. And it's some kind of self-orientation. So you are, you, are, you are starting to create your own goals. Example, extreme example that the, the agency is not thinking about the business goals or the goals of, of the client, but thinking about the awards, right? So let's create this brilliant idea but which is going to win plenty of awards, but at the end, not helping clients that much. So, so making sure that they have the common goals, same goals, and, and that there's a really strong trust. Yeah, we, we talk about proper expectation, right? What, what do you expect to get out of this? And that really what it, because if your goals are totally different than my goals, and guess what? We're not, we're never going to, you're going to always be disappointed and I'm always going to be excited or you're going to be excited. And I'm going to be disappointed. Really, and it comes down to that clear communication of being able to understand like, hey, like with us, we, we always send questions out and we say like, what would be a home run for us? Like, really, what is your goals? I want to know, like, you know, at the end of the day, if we did this in six months, what would make you happy? What would be like, this was a home run. And that's, I think, that's a lot of the times that relationship, it's, it's hard to, people don't always flesh that out. And so when you have a result, there's somebody that's happy. And if you, <laughs> the agency is happy and the, and the brand is not happy, I can tell you what happens there. You're not going to get them as a client again, right? Yeah. And so it's like, you, and you, how are you going to be able to hit a goal if you guys don't know what your client's looking for? So, I love that. So when we talk about like, talk about collaboration and approval process, obviously that's what you guys have built the business model off of. And what do you think, I mean, I, I guess you kind of touched on it, right? It's kind of like trust. It's like, hey, you know, building that trust and transparency and making, looking at proper expectation. Um, is there anything else that you think that can, can make a, a relationship stronger between agencies? Yeah, I, I think that uh, when, when you think about it, at, at the beginning, of the whole campaign, there's there there's a brief, right? Then you you get a brief from a client, then you shoot out some ideas, and at the end you have you have the analyzing of the campaign, you have reporting to the client if the campaign was good, but where the real interaction happens, it's right in the middle. It's when mm. you are executing the campaign, and that's why it's so key to have some solution for it or set or have some processes or workflow set 
which is transparent. That's where you communicate with your clients the most is during the execution. And you want to have a client involved in, in the execution and finding this balance where to invite or where to involve the client in, during the execution is, uh, is a key to, to building the trust. Yeah, because you make them part of the process, right? So they can, they can feel like they're part of that process. Like, so what would you say, Winskin, because of your background and what you guys have built, what were some like the common mistakes that agencies make when working with clients? Like, what are some of the common things you see? Um, I talk about expectation. But what are some of the things on your side that you're like, you know, I see a lot of, you know, agencies that are messing up here when it comes to clients and, and you got any good intel there? I think that there are two most common mistakes. Uh, the first one we already mentioned that they don't understand the, the business of the client. They don't understand the target audience. They don't understand the product. They don't understand the goals. Uh, that's the first mistake uh, and the most common one. And the second one is, uh, <laughs> how to say it? It's polishing the results of a campaign. <laughs> this is this is happening quite a lot that... Uh, that at the beginning are set some kind of vague KPIs, uh, I, I would say. And at the end, the agency is presenting that the goal was met, uh, but they're tweaking the results. I, I, I can't tell you, I'm trying to think about example, but I, I can think of one, the most common, is that uh, agency is creating video. And now the client, the brand is asking, so how many people have seen the video? The video is three minutes long. And then you're going to present that, okay, uh, this video was seen by, let's say, 10,000 people. It's a good result, right? Uh, and But what you are presenting, that you are presenting video views, which is only three seconds of the video out of those three-minute videos. Just and this kind of bending the presentation of the metrics to the client is very common. If the client would say like, okay, so what is the average watch time of a video? And, uh, the, and they would say, well, it's only 10 seconds. The client wouldn't be really happy because they haven't seen the three minute video or they haven't seen a key message out from the video. So I think and that this bending, bending and presentation of the, key of the metric is, is very common. Yeah, and I, you know, we get that. The I think a, a another example, and I think like SEO, and I see this when when people will come to us and say, "Hey, you know, can you guys take a look at what this SEO company is doing to see if they're doing a good job or not?" And they're, I'm like, "Well, send me the report." And they're like, "Hey, you're number one for blue widgets," and I'm like, "Yeah, but you guys don't sell blue widgets. Like, who cares that you're number one for that keyword? Like, it, you know, it's like you're they're showing you this, and you're number one for all this stuff, and that's." I guess awesome, but it's not like I don't. There, there's no intent with that keyword, and so for us, that's what we get all the time. Is people come to us and they go, "Yeah, but we're number one for these 80 keywords," and I go, "Who cares?" Like I don't mean to be rude, but it's like yeah. that's not how much traffic. I mean, how many people are you driving from that? Like I could be number one for you know cool kids, but I don't really care about cool kids because that's not going to drive clients. It's gonna, not going to bring me clients. Like mm -hmm. that's awesome. Somebody thinks I'm a cool kid, but that's not, that's not a high intent keyword. And so we see that a lot of the time too, is like understand what your goal is and understand the questions that you need to ask to understand if it was a successful campaign, like Facebook ads and not to go heavy on this, but Facebook ads will say, Hey, there was, you know, 2 million people that saw your ad. 
okay, but what does that mean? Like I want, I care about conversions and stuff. I don't care about how many eyeballs unless it's just branding and I've got millions of dollars. I'm Coca-Cola and I'm like, who cares? It is what it is. Like, I want to know like what, like, you know, once again, you talk about it, like, great. There's a huge difference between seeing three seconds of the video and seeing one minute of the video or two minutes of that video, right? Like I get, this is how many people saw it three seconds, but three seconds isn't going to make an impact. Like, I don't care about any of that. I want to know person at the one minute, two minutes. And I want to know who finished the video. It was a video so compelling that we had 30% of the people that finished it, which is actually not a bad number. So yeah, it, mm-hmm. it, it comes down to, and I think a lot of brands don't know those types of questions to be able to really understand that they look at it and they get these metrics and they go, yeah, this is great. And it's like, well, but as an agency, I look at it, I go, but it's not really great. Let me explain to you why that is. So I could see that agents, well, you know, agencies are famous for, you know, twisting the data around a little bit and making it look like they're doing a phenomenal job. But when you think about it, agencies are experts in the, many times in a very narrow field, right? Like social sure. media, digital agencies. And when you think about brand managers who are running the brand, uh, the brand marketing, uh, they need to know things about buying media in TV, uh, digital marketing, search engine optimization, uh, point of sale. So they have very wide uh, scope of what they need to understand. So it's kind of, and, and we, when you think about social media and paid social media, uh, it's it's kind of difficult to understand. You need to learn what all those tens and tens, if not hundreds of metrics really mean. And yeah. uh, so so what I think what should what agencies should do, they should educate their clients as well and share the knowledge with them. That's the key. That really is. I, I always tell people like the clients that we have, I, I, I go, listen, I'm going to educate you enough. And if you feel that you're smart or smarter than me and you can go do it on your own, you absolutely can do that. But I want you to know that whole process. It's infamous for content writing and SEO. It's like most people that hire us have, have feel they've been abused by another, another agency. And then I just tell them, yeah, this is what you left to look at. These are the questions you have to ask, not to, not to get the business and screw another company over, but it's like, this is what you should be asking. Like you really should know what they're doing and whether it's good or bad for your company. Cause most people go, I've hired an SEO company. I've been working with them for one year and I'm like, how's everything going? They're like, I don't know. I'm not really sure. I'm not really sure what to look at. And then I go, okay, well, these are the questions to ask. Once again, not to throw anybody under the bus. And then there's the other side of it. There's a client that says, you know, Hey, I'm paying a hundred dollars a month. I wonder why I'm not getting results. And I'm like, it's because you're paying $100 a month. Like, you know, you can't expect miracles to happen at that budget either. So there's always an education. If they're paying good money and not seeing results, hey, let's let's talk about that. Or if you're not paying enough money, you're not going to see results for 10 years anyway. So you can just keep paying $100 and, you know, and kind of figure that out. So so what would be, and you've been, you've been very modest about uh, Contentino. I, I want to tell me what the, because uh, I want to know, like, if we have brands and agencies that are listening right now, like, how, how is it the solution? Like give us, cause you've been like, oh, you know, you kind of talk about other softwares and yeah, we do this. You're being very modest. And I know the power of what you guys have built. So kind of tell me like how for, if I'm an agency or a brand, why would I want to sign up with you guys? Like what's, what's the deal? Don't be humble. I'm not, this is no time to be humble. This is you to lay it on the line. People are listening. Yeah. You, I mean, there is, there shouldn't be agency and brand not using so software solution like us. I mean, uh, you need to have a solution for your workflow. I mean, I know many agencies and brands are using Buffer, Hootsuite, and then using Excel Sheets or Trello or Asana, but it doesn't really solve much, right? It's a pain in the ass. Ask your social media managers who need to use different tools for that and looking for emails and looking for those tasks. 
I mean, having everything in Constantino, Constantino is like Asana and Buffer would have a baby. So, so having a very cute baby, very attractive is, baby, like a model baby. <laughs> yeah. So, so yeah, this is, this is, this is the main reason. I mean, you have, you have everything, the whole process you have in one place, it's transparent. You don't do mistakes. Plus you look very innovative in the eyes of your clients. Uh, as, as well, you are uh, inviting clients somehow into the whole process, which is, which is what is very attractive for many of, of, of clients of the agencies. They want to, some of them are kind of proactive. They want to create posts and stuff like that. But with Contantino, we won't let them, but they will still have a chance to, to kind of observe and, and take a sneak peek what's in the kitchen. Uh, and, and, and yeah, it's, it's, it's just a big, big added value for the agency and for the client. Uh, all the mentions, well, because all the things I mentioned before, and there plus what, what I forgot to mention, we we just did a uh, did a big survey on our clients and our users, and we found out that Contentino saves from thirty to forty percent on operational tasks. So they could actually, thanks to Toggle and all of these time trackers, they could actually track how much time they were spending before on on redundant, unnecessary tasks, operational tasks. And it was reduced quite a lot. And this time can be used for the important tasks, for the creativity, yes. for the, for, you know, for the building relationship with a client. So, and, and this is a big deal. I mean, 30, 40% of time is quite a lot. It's time and money, right? Like you're, and, yes. and the process yes. and also having a happy brand and having, you're working with them because, you know, great, you're saving time and money. But if you have a brand that's pissed off, like, that doesn't equal it. The idea is, is you can make the brand happy. They can be a part of that whole process, feel like they're being validated, being listened to, and you save time and money. Like, what are we, what are we talking about here, folks? Like, you guys, this is like, how is this not a green light for everybody to go check it out? And what, what is really important thing also to mention is that we initially built Contentino for the clients, right? For the brands. Uh, what I want to say by that is that we have... It, we built Contentino with, with the mindset of that it has to be extremely intuitive because clients like brand managers, they have their Excel sheets, they have their tools. They, they don't want to be overloaded and learning new tools. And, and this is what the client roles in Contentino appreciate the most, that it's very, very user-friendly, it's very bold and uh, at the same time, very powerful. So, so many times when, when we are having leads and, and they're asking like, what about the client onboarding and stuff like that? We tell them, we onboard them, give us 15 minutes with them. We call them, we show them and within 15 minutes, they understand how it works. And if they really want to wanna have a call because they just get an invitation, they just hop in and it's, it's very intuitive. They can understand within a within few minutes what they have to do. Click button yeah. approve, click button reject, write a comment, write an inspiration. That's it. I love it. See, keeping it simple, folks. The process doesn't have to be a nightmare because I can guarantee there's plenty of people that it's a nightmare for them right now. And it sounds like the process and onboarding is an easy way to go. So tell me about Contagino. Like, what's it, what do you guys got in the future? What are you guys going to be putting on features wise? I mean, just stuff you can tell us, you know, none of the secret, secret stuff that you guys are working on, but what other stuff you guys have going? I'm 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 very very transparent and open. I can tell. Uh, I Same mean, as the I software. Mean, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we are 
currently launching in December, we are launching early access uh, to a Contentino ads planner, which is going to be actually for paid ads. Mm. And this is this is going to be a game changer. I'm I'm extremely excited about this one because there is there is no tool solving collaboration and approvals when it comes. To, uh, what what we are using when you are doing Facebook ads, it's Facebook Ads Manager or Business yeah. Manager, and then what you are using is Asana, Excel, uh, emails, some same same shit. Sorry, my French, but no, that's, uh, that's what, what, I was what you have to do with with organics. And I, I think that this is going to be game changer. So if anyone interested, just 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 shoot us a message in our in our chat on Contentino that you are interested in early access, and uh, also also the view is going to be oh it's just going to be lovely. I, I'm already using it by the way because I still execute uh, some uh, some campaigns myself just to keep myself uh, as as a user keep keep myself busy and. Uh, and yeah, this this is the thing what we are launching in December, and maybe maybe there's a teaser that we will have something for freelancers because yes, we are team oriented, and uh, I, I want to say that maybe we we will not forget about uh, we will not uh, we will bring something delightful for freelancers as well next year. But so you we'll guys see. are. You guys have conquered the social media space. Now you're jumping into paid ads and you guys want to conquer that because it is, it's the same broken problem. It's the approval process. It's collaboration. It's like, how do you share that with a client once you've created an ad and then how do they approve it? How do they write comments? Like the collaborative space. And so I could see how that's a, a, a no brainer for you guys. You guys will also put um, in the, uh, in the show notes, we'll also put the link down below so you guys can just click on that and go over there and take a look at that. So all right, so Bo, this has been fun, bud. This is awesome, and you, uh, you, you were you were humble too long there for a little bit, buddy. I can't have you be humble that whole time. You got to talk about how awesome that tool was, and then you finally broke out and said, "Everybody needs this tool today." And I'm like, "There we go. That's what I like to hear. That's what I like to hear." So let's talk about this. Is kind of we call this as our little fun section. So I got a few questions for you. Um, nothing too difficult. All stuff that you're going to be able to answer. But I'm a big reader. Well, let me take that back. I don't read a lot of books. I listen to audibles because if I go to read a book, I think about 27 other things that I should be doing. So I, I drive in my car and I listen to an audible book. I try to do one a weekend. So what is one of your favorite books? What is a, a book that you're reading that you're like, man, I, I, this thing, it changed my life. Predictably irrational from Dan Ariely. That's Behavioral it. Huh? Economics. I, I, I love it. I've read it twice already. I'm not a big reader as well. But I've read this book twice, and and all these uh, all these books around nudging and and customer psychology is something I'm I'm very passionate about. So yeah, we'll, definitely we'll, recommend. Then we'll Ariel. do this. We'll put a, a link in 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 our uh, in the show notes as well for that as well. Because I'll tell you right now, I'm gonna go get that book. I'm always looking for suggestions. I have this long list. And I just keep, you know, I think I, for every one I read, I add like five or something. So I'm only behind maybe 600 books at this point, which I'll catch up probably someday. If I'm sick for like seven years, I'll be able to catch up, but I'll add that to my list. So my other question is this, I always like asking people this is, if you were to have dinner with three people and that's dead or alive, and this can be anybody. I've had people say presidents. I've had people say religious figures. I've had, you know, their mom who's gone. Like if there was three people you could have dinner with dead or alive, who would that be and why? Uh, I would I would love to meet uh, Pope John II, definitely. Mm. Even though I'm atheist, you know, but mm -hmm. I would like I would love to love to talk to him. 
Uh, got some questions for him? What is it? I said you got some questions for him? Well, no, the it, questions. It would be just very interesting discussion. Educational. Educational, how he approaches different uh, religions. Uh, and yeah, so, so definitely. Uh, then Elon Musk. Again, I don't, I'm not a really big fan. I'm not crazy about him. But the, I, I disagree in some some of his ideas. I have a disagreement, in, and I, I don't think that some of his ideas are the best. But I see what he's doing, and I, I've, he's he's amazing. He's so talented when you think about it. What what he's done. So so definitely, Alan would be would be on the list. And um, the third one is um, uh, Jan Verich. He is a Czech. Uh, figure he he lived in in nine uh, in 1920th century um, and uh, and he was the most famous actor in times of uh, between the world wars mm-hmm. and he've got he've got a lot of bright ideas and views on on how to live life uh, Jan Verich uh, I know you probably don't know him I'm pretty sure. But he's he's quite well known. He was quite well known in in Czech, Czechoslovakia, and yeah, talking about life with him would be, I think, very interesting. I, I might have to look him up, man. I'm always looking for different cultures and different people that make impacts on on communities and and areas of the world. And so that's I'll have to look him up too, man. I'm always looking for a different perspective on on everything, life and business and personal and all the fun stuff. So Bo, if, if anybody wants to get in contact with you, obviously we're going to put the website down below. We'll put down some of your book recommendations and some other stuff. Um, if, if people need to get in contact with you, how can they do that? Just just add me on LinkedIn. I know that you didn't, you, you couldn't pronounce my name. It's quite difficult, I know. Uh, so if, you, if you're going to type in Bohemil Pokstefel, that's how you pronounce it, then you're going to find me on LinkedIn. But just go through Contentino. You can find, you can find links there. We'll do this. We'll add your LinkedIn down there as well. Because once again, if anybody is, if anybody's as challenged as I am when it comes to either speaking or writing, I'll probably put extra A's and O's and then I would never find you, which I think we're already connected on LinkedIn. But all right, you guys, so we'll add that in the show notes, you guys. And if you guys like listening to the podcast and you like what you hear, make sure you guys subscribe, um, write some comments too over there and, and, and Apple and all the other fun stuff. If you don't like the podcast, don't write a comment. Do not write a comment. But if you love a podcast, and I really need you to write a comment, right? I want you guys to get in there. So Bo, hey man, thank you so much for being on the podcast today. I know that it was hard to get you on here because you're a very popular guy working on all kinds of cool software. Good things are happening over there. Um, and thank you once again for being on the podcast, my friend. Thank you. It was a pleasure. Before I sign off, I wanted to remind my listeners that you can reach out to my team for any services related to SEO, PR, content marketing, influencer marketing, and social media. We can help grow your business and take it to the next level. Before I sign off, I wanted to remind my listeners that you can reach out to my team for any services related to SEO, PR, content marketing, influencer marketing, and social media. We can help grow your business and take it to the next level. We'll be back soon with another episode of the Marketing Growth Podcast. Stay tuned.